Barancourt's radio network is now available on Anchor.fm. You can subscribe to our podcast either through Anchor or one of its many affiliates, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Now, enough of the bullshit. Here's the podcast. Welcome to the Gore Corner, only on RonCorpsRadio.com, Anchor.fm, and many of its affiliates, as you heard at the top of the episode, so strap on in, suckos. So, anyway, uh, we're kind of taking a little bit of a sideline for the horror um, genre for right now. We are kind of, we are going to jump into horror most definitely, but... For right now, I want to kind of talk about a game and do a little bit of a review for the series. Now, it kind of does almost fall into the theme of like horror, supernatural, stuff like that. But it more or less is kind of a drama, um, very much a teen drama. Um, and that is uh, Don't Nod's very, very amazing game. Life is Strange, and I'm going to be going over all three games as they are in succession. So we're going to start with the first game and move on to the set, or to the uh, prequel and the prequel bonus story that's inside of that. I may or may not jump into the awesome adventures of Captain Spirit. You know, give me a little bit of leeway. I, I did like that game, but so far I don't know how it ties into the series, but I know it does. Um, obviously, otherwise they wouldn't have made it. So, uh, without any further further interruptions or ado, uh, so Life is Strange is a very interesting game. So, what Don't Nod did is they basically took the storyline of the Butterfly Effect. And if anybody had ever seen that movie, it stars Ashton Kutcher and a bunch of other dudes. Um, Ashton Kutcher. And... It's basically about a girl who comes back to her, um, basically to her hometown um, in Oregon. I want to say that Arcadia Bay is actually Newport Bay, but I'm not entirely sure. And I'll also explain a few things about uh, my background. Um, if for those who don't know this already, uh, the Rotten Corpse Radio podcast is based in Portland, Oregon. Um, I actually record in my town outside of Portland, and I'm not going to tell you where that's at. You'll just have to figure that out on your own. But, actually, I think Twitter outs me a couple times. <laughs> usually when I post from Twitter, it usually tells you the area I'm kind of in when I post the, when I make posts. But, um, so Arcadia Bay, I'm almost guessing that Arcadia Bay is somewhere along the coast in Newport, possibly. Um, but it takes place at an art school where you play as uh, Max. You play as Max Caulfield, um, who's a young photographer who's in this art school. Uh, she's 
kind of trying to make her wave, you know, in the art scene as you would. And one thing she discovers when she comes back, because of course she's, you, know, you figure she would be looking for, you know, reconnections and whatnot. She discovers that her longtime friend, Chloe, Chloe Price, <laughs> we'll get more into her later, um, that Chloe uh, is attending the, or was attending the school. Uh, you do find out at the very beginning of the game that she dies. You watch it happen. It happens right before your eyes. And before you make this momentous discovery, you are, you do kind of find out um, that you have a special ability. You are able to turn back time. And I know a silly song should be playing right now. Actually, Q shares music. Fucking turn back time. Oh, yeah, that's me. That's me singing share. I was Yeah, that's me singing this share. <laughs> yeah, play the real song. Alright, so if, if Chloe. If, if uh, if Max Caulfield could uh, turn back time, she would she would save her friend Chloe, and that's exactly what she does. And you end up having this like treacherous adventure with Chloe, you know, kind of reconnecting. And there's kind of this weird awkwardness between the both of you. And you kind of you start as the story goes, you start spilling those beans. And uh, another person that she's also trying to reconnect with is a girl named uh, Rachel Amber who is missing. Nobody knows where Rachel is, and nobody knows what's happened to her. Nobody's seen her in a certain amount of time. And so you end up, uh, with Chloe's help, end up going on kind of on this wild goose chase of trying to find Rachel Amber. In addition, you're also kind of battle, you know, you're kind of battling wits with some of the shitty people that are at the school. Uh, and you even try to save a life or two. I unfortunately did not do so, such a thing. Now, one thing I will say about Life is Strange, for those who have not played the game, it's kind of like a... It's almost like, you know, it's your choice, choose your own adventure-y kind of, kind of a video game. I don't really know exactly what they call those style of games. Telltale Games makes nothing about those. So, if that doesn't tell you anything about this game, that's exactly what it is. And it was made by a French developer uh, named Don't Nod. Uh, and they also have a new game out called Vampire. So if you, you if you were so inclined to go check out the Vampire. This is available now on Steam and Xbox and PlayStation. Anyway. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be coming out for Steam. It looks a little too intense. Or not, not Steam, but uh, the Nintendo Switch. Probably not going to be coming out for that system. But... Uh, but you never know. It might. <laughs> Weirder things have happened. And, uh, and no, they didn't pay for that plug. I just threw that out there because I like their games. I really do. So, Max, eventually, eventually it's discovered, you know, out of all this weird shit, it's eventually discovered that there's like a tornado, like a, a huge cyclone. And you've seen this um, in visions that it's gonna it's coming to destroy Arcadia Bay, and so and you don't know how to stop this thing. You have no idea 
what is causing this what you know where, where is this coming from everything else I kind of had it figured early on that it had something to do with what she can do is the reason why uh, this tornado is coming from out of nowhere but I digress like <laughs> I'm really into the story aspect of this game so I was kind of just running with it just to see what where it was gonna go and it didn't disappoint me I was pretty happy with the results anyway so you end up going on this journey you end up finding out that there are a lot of hands that there are a lot of people who had a hand in Chloe's disappearance and you know you're gonna blame the obvious people like the drug dealer you're gonna blame the the fucking unbalanced kid that just wants to kill people nobody fucking saw that the f fucking photography teacher is the dude that fucking has everything to do with Rachel Amber's disappearance. <laughs> it's fucked up. You you eventually end up in a weird torture chamber in the game that you you it's really hard to get out of and it's really fucked up how you even get there to begin with. And it's kind of heartbreaking at the same time because you know, you can't save certain people, and then you have to kind of get yourself out of this weird mess. And one thing I will say about the first Life is Strange game that like hit the biggest note with me is uh, there's a part during the game where like uh, Max's or one of Max's friends, I can't remember his name, but he 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 likes her. He really he's really into her. He wants to date her, and she's just kind of throwing him aside because she's on this weird adventure with Chloe and. You and, like, I didn't even know this. So I'm from Oregon. I live in Oregon. I live in a town, or I lived, I grew up in a town in Oregon uh, called Cornelius. And Cornelius is probably about, like, 25 minutes away from Newburgh. I didn't know. I didn't know it until I played this game. That a drive-in theater still exists in Newburgh. Like, I didn't know that existed. I ended up going to Newburgh just to see. I wanted to see if it was actually there. Because I hadn't even been to Newburgh, ever. And I even considered moving there because I had a really small population count and it was still close enough to work. So, <laughs> I I ended up finding out that there's a whole fucking... There, was act, there actually is a drive-in there. And they play a lot of old-timey horror films and Halloween. And, fuck, I even went and saw Godzilla there. <laughs> it was pretty fucking slick. And... I, I couldn't believe it, but that was actually there. And like, so the research that Don't Nod does, in addition to the great story or the storytelling that they have in game and the and the acting and everything that goes into it, just blew me away. That is what really entranced me into the game. Because at first, when I first started playing Life is Strange, I played the first episode and I just stopped playing it. I had all five episodes fully downloaded, and I just kind of pushed it up to the wayside to play like. Uh, White Knight, and to play uh, Neverending Nightmares, and to play, uh, I was playing the Walking Dead series, I think I got all the way through Michonne's game, before I actually picked up and finished the first game, and I was like, so just blown away, and torn at the end, because it comes up to a point where you're either gonna end the world, or you're going to let Chloe go. And that was the hardest decision to make. Because you get so sucked into these people's lives. That you don't want to let her go. 
you want their friendship to live forever. But because I'm a realist, I basically just said, well, fuck it. We're just going to let my friend go because she was supposed to die anyway. And that's where I saw the story going when I was playing the game. And so that's kind of where I let the story go. And I'm kind of a dick in that fashion. But, you know, hey, it had to be done. She was not supposed to live. And then when I heard there was going to be a Life is Strange 2, and that's actually what got me to finish the game faster, because I, I saw the news for, uh, what was it, not Life is Strange 2, but it was Before the Storm, the second game, the prequel game, uh, that's, that's mainly about uh, Chloe and Rachel. And, yeah, I said, fuck yeah, I want the second adventure, because I'm just, I, I, I can't handle it. I can't handle the fact that I had to kill Chloe. I can't handle it. I took it almost as personally as when I lost, because I've lost a couple, a few friends throughout my life, um, and I remember I had a friend in grade school, her name was Shannon Bennett, and I remember everybody in our, 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 our class were slowly watching her die from leukemia, and it eventually took her, and... I was incredibly sad. I remember like being so sad at school because we, you know, I wasn't ever going to see her again. You know, I didn't get a chance to show her any more pictures. I used to show her pictures all the time and all these weird pictures I would draw of like monsters and weird, crazy, fantastic chicks. I was a big horror nut even back then. And she liked it. She thought it was cool. She's like, wow, you're a good artist. And... And even to tell somebody like me, who has a warped sense of everything, that they appreciated me. When I look back on that now in my adult life, I, I, because I, I took that shit for granted when I was a kid. But when I look back on that in my adult life, it's it makes me happy, but it also incredibly saddens me at the same time. And that's kind of what you get out of Before the Storm. Because Before the Storm takes place before Chloe comes back. There's even a bonus game. It's a bonus level in the game. That I'll get to here in just a bit. <laughs> uh, so the Adventures of Rachel and Chloe. I know everybody went nuts for this. I, I saw so many Tumblr... There are so many Tumblr feeds right now. That are dedicated to Chloe and Rachel. And it's so sweet. I actually... I remember... Uh, I remember just kind of going through all of them. And just kind of... Liking all the pictures I, I would see. I even downloaded this really... Cool picture I'll tell you guys about. And after a little while... And... I think that... What this story leaves or leaves you with is it kind of leaves you with this idea that before the horrible things happened to Rachel and Chloe, there was something good happening. Unfortunately, the ending you get is not one of those, but <laughs> um, I'll, I'll go into it. So, so when Chloe meets Rachel, so you know. I don't know if maybe it's just I don't I don't want to just kind of overstate this, but you can tell Chloe's queer from a mile fucking way. <laughs> if I had known her 
you know, as a real person, I would, I would never, I would never hit on her. I would never make a pass at her. I would, I would, I could, I could automatically tell she's not into guys. I can just automatically tell. There's just something about her, and it's not me having advanced gaydar or anything weird like that. It's just me understanding younger kids. I just, I, that's not it. I think a lot of it's just the fact that she puts off the vibe, or she's just, that's not, that's not her intention, you know, that's not what she's looking for, that's not who she's interested in. When you see her looking at Rachel, for the, when Rachel's, when her and Rachel's friendship starts to kind of get, get there, and, uh, anyway, and this is during the time you're building these weird, you're actually building the blocks that make, that, transform Chloe from this really nice sweet girl to this kind of badass punk rocker who just wants to kind of soak all her problems away with drugs and alcohol living that life of teenage angst you know I totally get it I remember I remember when I was a teenager I remember everything that happened when I was a kid and watching her go through what she was going through made me relive my childhood made me relive my teens i remember all the weird shit i went through when i was a teenager and her life was obviously a lot harder than mine was but i still remember those times and i still remember those moments and you you can't even though you can't perfectly identify with somebody you still have a grasped idea of what they went through and I think the one takeaway from this game that I really loved is the fact that you kind of have the choice. I kind of held off from it at first. I remember, like, they, they give you an option, like, uh, early on where you kind of... Because you can tell she's into Chloe. Or, or that Chloe's into into Rachel big time. And, you know, and at first you're kind of like, you're, you're, you're hesitant. Because you're just thinking, yeah, it's just this preppy girl who... Wants to be a badass chick for a day. You know, she she doesn't know my scene, this and this and this. You kind of, you're given those vibes early on, but then at, at one point you're, you kind of come up to the realization that, well, maybe she is into me. And you start to put yourself in Chloe's shoes. You start to put yourself in, in her head. And because she's very identifiable and she's very relatable. And... When you get to that point where you have an, the ability to make your move on Chloe, I held off. I didn't tell her what she, you know, exactly what she wanted to hear. I just kind of still continued to treat her as kind of a friend, and she was a little upset with it. Eventually, though, especially around the time the play happens, you have that moment with her on stage. And man, did I forget that script so fucking hard. I forgot almost every part of it. And I actually sat there and I looked at it. I was trying to memorize it. I actually put myself in like that position. Because I used to be in I used to be in play production in high school. So I put myself in that weird position where I was like, Yeah, I wonder if I can if I was in this scenario right now, how would I deal with that? Like a dumbass, like she did. Try to think she can memorize these lines and put out the plan, you know, 
put across like a performance like she knew what she was doing and possibly going to embarrass yourself in front of your school <laughs> and you know you're willing to do it because you're willing to do it for love you're willing to do it for a connection for that one person that you're just into and and when you have that moment with Chloe after the after the play is over and you're walking down the street and you experience that first kiss with her for the first time I remember being 15 when I had my first kiss. And don't get me wrong. Okay, so when I was when I was like 14, I had a moment where I thought I was attracted to, to boys. I was even very heavily attracted to one particular guy, and I couldn't tell him. Because it would be too weird. And I don't have any of those same feelings towards that person, nor have I fully really understood if I actually ever really did have those feelings towards any one person. Could have been hormone imbalance, could have been anything. You know, you, you can't really say. Because you were not sure from, at that period of time. Everything was confusing back then. But when she, even though this is in a video game, let me put this out there, this is in a game. When you had that first kiss with Chloe... I remember my first kiss with my first girlfriend, and I remember it being explosive. It was amazing. You'll never have that magic again. You may have the you may have the uh, ability to fall in love again. You may have you may find that one other person that does something for you on so many levels. But you'll never really have that moment again. You'll have a different moment, for sure. Oh yeah, many different moments. But the first time is always the most memorable, I think. And this is a guy talking. I'm, I'm almost 40 years old. <laughs> I'm a man. I've lived my life. I've had a lot of interesting relationships and scenarios that I've come across you know my existence and I've and right now I'm completely solo but yeah for that one moment while I'm playing this game I remember just having that moment where I'm thinking god I, I, I want this again I want that I want to have that moment with somebody again for real not this like cheap moment where you think you're in love or you think you're falling for somebody no I want to have that for real again and then you get some weird fucking trouble with some drug drug dealer start doing some weird ass shit and eventually the timeline catches up with you and Rachel Amber is missing the game ends on such a sour note to me because it ends with, you can see part of his torture chamber and the house and everything. You can see it and you can kind of hear it. And you know what he's doing to her. You know what he's doing to her. Because you almost experienced it in the first game. You know what he's fucking doing to her. And you can't do anything to stop him. That's the part about the ending of this game that kills me so much. Is there's nothing you can do about it. 
It's inevitable. It's the, it's the inevitable. It's the thing that Max can't stop from happening. She can't help anybody. And that's the dead truth in this game. And then what makes it even worse is when you're playing the bonus level and it's the level where you're a kid as Max Caulfield and you watch that disintegration happen. You actually watch the beginnings of the end of Chloe as you remember her from being a, a child. You know, and you see all these weird moments. You get to play pirate for a little bit. You get to have these like weird adventures over at her house and then unfortunately you get to experience her something happen. You get you get to experience the death of her father. And then you have to go away. You get to you get to watch Chloe lose her dad. And then it all goes away. It's brilliant storytelling. It's heart-wrenching. It's very emotional. It gets you sucked in. I cried when I fucking beat this game. I haven't even touched it again. I want to. Because I saw another game that made me super happy. <laughs> and I downloaded it. It was free. It's called The Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit. I unlocked every fucking thing in this game. You're playing as a young boy. He wants to be a fucking superhero. He lost his mom. He lives with his alcoholic dad. Shit ain't that great, but you know what? Booyah, you get to fucking experience life like nobody else because you're in the mind of a crazy little young boy. <laughs> and I remember being that kid, too. I remember I used to want to be a pro wrestler. I used to draw pictures of me as a pro wrestler. Um, I remember having that same, you know, every kid has that, you know, they want to live in this like fantasy thing. They want to live in the fantasy play world that they've created in their own heads and how this character is going to interact with possibly Max. I don't know who's going to be in the second game, but whoever it is, whoever you're going to portray, I have nothing but confidence that the creators that don't nod are going to make this game an experience you'll never forget. Because I I have never forgotten. I will never forget the other two games they made. And I really do, because of this new game being launched, it should be... I, I don't know if the trailer is coming out in August or if they're actually releasing Episode 1 in August. But whatever the case is, I hope they... I hope it. I hope it's good. I'm willing to pay whatever they that they they mark up for it, which I think is like forty thirty or forty bucks, something like that, um, for the whole season, which I'm completely cool with. You know, like I said, the first game was so good, I'm willing to do that again. To play to play these games that are just like episodic games. And on that note, um, I would like to thank you for listening and. Subscribe to our many affiliates, just like we said at the top of the episode. And you can also visit us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, 
at Ron Corpse ENT and Ron Corpse Radio. Donate to our Patreon, and we will see you later. This has been Rotten Corpse Radio.